Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. I am tired. It has been a long day. And here we are. We are going home now. Um, I am a little congested, as you can hear. Um, So, yeah, that's always a fun thing to deal with. Um, And, uh... I hate these lights that are, like, conditioned on the fact that... Oh, there we go. Um, no, we have lights out here that, like, only turn green and there's a car there, which, like, I kind of make sense. It makes sense to me because it's, like, why should it be green if no one's going when they could do with a turn arrow? You know, to let that go the entire way. But, you know... The fuck? Um, but, like, the, the, the issue becomes, like, you know... Um, why is it, like, a thing where, you know, it, it's not... It, it doesn't always detect if your car is there. Not, like, where it won't detect you, you know, if, if you're physic Like, if you get there before a certain point, it'll detect you. But if you don't get there in time, it won't. So you'll be stuck there for an entire another light cycle. I'm getting way off topic here. We're not here to talk about the, the traffic patterns uh, in New York. We're here to talk about Joss Whedon. And his response, finally to, uh, the allegations started by Ray Fisher, um, and then, uh, you know, corroborated by Gal Gadot, and, you know, kind of confirming what people suspected about his onset behavior to begin with, because, like, he's the kind of person where, you know, he always kind of seemed like kind of a passive dick, like, and, and by passive dick, I mean someone who is, like, you know, he always had this appearance that he'd be, like, this nice guy, and jocular, and, and, and fun, and, that, but, like, you know, behind closed doors, he's a massive prick at all times, and, and it's kind of like that thing where it's, like, we, we, a lot of people suspected that about him, like, it's just the, the way that one carries himself kind of gives you that feeling that, like, oh, if this guy's an asshole, I won't be surprised, um, like, and, and when the allegations came out, I, like, you know, I, I, the handling Ray Fisher in this situation has been kind of weird. And, like, his, his allegations... I did it, like, two days ago, too, when I did an episode. I think it was on Sunday. Uh, or on Saturday, when I did an episode about the, the boycott DC thing, where it's, like, you know, with the Ray Fisher, Ray Fisher investigation, it was kind of a weird situation. Um, where it's, like, his allegations and proof were never specific. Um... Or, like, okay, here's what he's doing that is specifically racist. And it's, like, it doesn't really come off as racist, just kind of dicky. Um, and it's, like, you know, like, not professional, which is different from racist. And, like, I, I can't say definitively that he, you know, what he did was... Like, based on Ray, what Ray Fisher said, it's, like, okay, well, you know, having a conversation about, you know, Cyborg's dick is not racist, it's just the kind of thing that has always intrigued comic book readers, is like, well, how does the dick work on this character? Does the thing have a rock dick? Does, you know, does the Hulk, when, when he when he, when he becomes a Hulk, does his dick become enlarged too? Is it like Hulk-sized dick? Is it like Banner-sized dick? Does, does his dick grow in proportion? Does, like... You know, if, if if Banner is not well endowed, is the Hulk suddenly well endowed? Like, there are so many questions around, you know, Dick, where it's like, 
Batman's dick is in a comic, and it's like, well, we know Batman is circumcised now, so that's cool. Like, and he got a pretty large dick based on that. Um, like, there's, there, like, uh, what else is there? Like, I can go on and on about, like, you know, can Mr. Fantastic grow his dick, like, to, to be, you know, certain ways? There's a joke about that in the 2005 Fantastic Four movie about Mr. Fantastic's cock, and it's like, you know, joking, like, and the thing is, like, you can point to Mallrats and be like, how, how big's the thing's dick? And it's like, you know, or whatever the fuck, um, um, Brody says. But, like, it's not a race thing to be like, oh, well, here's Cyborg. He's got an entirely metal body. How does the dick work? Like, it's, it's a question that's, you know, fairly equitable across all comics, you know, since the beginning of comics. Um, like, and, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, they, they made the, th- the joke about the thing's dick, too. It's like, that that was Johnny Storm's thing in those movies, where it's like he's talking about, you know, him fucking, uh, uh, Kerry Washington, I think, played the, uh, played his, his blind, um, what's it called? His, his blind girlfriend, and it's like, you know, I don't, I just don't want to wake up one morning and see that she's died in a rock slide. Like, it's, it, it's a thing that has, you know, captured the imaginations of, of comic book fans, for for years now. Um, what the fuck is going on? Um, where it's like, you know, why is this something that... It, it's not suddenly a thing that people are constantly thinking about. It is... It, it's something that, you know... Like, is minimally a, you know... It is, like, minimally an issue. Like... And, and to say it's it's racist to, to think about... It's not racist to talk about, you know... The dick of... Um, what's it called? The, the dick of Cyborg. It's just something that, you know, comic fans have been... You know... Not specifically Cyborg, but like, you know... To sit here and act like it's not a thing that has been discussed ad nauseum is, like, is 100% a, you know, a fallacy. What the fuck? Um, so, like, it's just kind of silly to me that that was, like, the, the line in the sand where he's like, oh, well, here is, you know, here is what's happening. Um, So, like, to that's, that's the kind of the line where we gotta be like, oh, well, you know, here, here, here's what we're gonna, you know, we're not gonna act like this is a, a new topic of conversation or a, uh, something that's, you know, inherently racist. Sorry, there's an accident that's kind of blocking traffic. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, oh, okay. That's a bad accident, too. Um, so, so, yeah, I don't think that necessarily saying that that's that that that's not really racist. I, I I'm sorry, Ray Fisher, but I, I do humbly disagree uh about that being racist. Um now Joss Whedon doesn't do himself any favors in this interview. I don't think that's a, you know I don't think that's a uh, a thing that is a is a uh like like this was not asked for. Um this this 
is a really weird attempt to rehabilitate his image, but it, like it does the exact opposite. Like, because all it does is, is bring further attention to, like, oh, he's just horrifically out of touch. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Um, so, like, first off, he addresses the Gal Gadot situation. And the Gal Gadot situation all stems from one scene that presumably, um, I can, as best I can figure, um, all comes down to the scene where the Flash, um, gets blown off his feet, or I don't remember how it was in the theatrical, but it wasn't in the, the Snyder Cut, um, the Flash ends up landing on Black Widow and ends up face first in her chest, and it's a joke that is not new, um, it's not new for Joss Whedon, it's not new for Joss Whedon in a superhero movie, because he pulled this exact bullshit in, uh, in Age of Ultron, and it wasn't funny then, so he wants to do it again in, um, what's it called? He wants to do it again here. So, it happens here, um, and it, it doesn't work, and it's pretty obvious he used a body double for Gal Gadot, because she didn't want to be part of the scene. She alleged that he said he didn't, that if she didn't do it, he would never, she would never work in this business again, he would run around in town, whatever, like, 1930s, like, you know, show business movie bad guy dialogue, um, was what she alleged him of saying. He decides to clear this up by saying, oh no, English isn't her first language, she didn't understand me. And it's like, oh, oh, that's the problem. Um, and, and he was insistent on doing this scene. And it's like, it's such a weird scene to become a hill to die on. Like, of all the scenes in this movie, like, it's such a weird one to be like, this has to happen. To the point where he, he, like, he, it was such a sticking point for him where it's like, he didn't say that, like, you know, ah, oh, well, you know, we'll just get a body double in to do it. It was like, it was such a sticking point that even in his version of events, he's, like, needlessly obscene. Not obscene, but, like, I would, he said something like, I would rather die than do it. Like, this movie's a linchpin. It's such a weird, one-off joke scene that doesn't work in the context of the movie. It didn't work in the context of Age of Ultron, and it's just not funny. Like, it, it didn't work in either, but it's not a good idea. Like, it's not worth putting into a movie. Like, that's why it doesn't work. Not, you know, like, you can try it with any combination of actors you want, and it's not gonna work. It didn't work. It's not going... It didn't work there. It didn't work the second time, and in the future it will not work again. Like, it is not... It's not funny. So, like, that's, that's a problem right there. It's like, he is so horrendously out of touch about this, that he's like, no, it's like, I was adamant about the scene getting in, and she interpreted that as me, you know, threatening her career, and it's like, well, it's, you know, it, you're, you were brought in to supervise reshoots of a movie, like, you, at this point, if you're like, hey, we're not gonna do that, you couldn't go to some extra or some, like, other woman on the set who, like, you know, from the neck down looks vaguely like Gal Gadot or enough where it's like, hey, we can do this. It's like, like, hey, can you be Wonder a Wonder Woman stand-in for one scene? Because Gal doesn't want to do this scene. Can you do this for one scene? Boom, problem solved. Like, I don't understand why it needed to get to this point where words were exchanged over how important this scene is. 
Um, evidently, the scene wasn't boring. We're still talking about it like fucking four years later, five years later. But still, it, it still feels like a weird choice. Um, and then him, his comments about Ray Fisher are not good. Um, but at the same time, not unsubstantiated from an outsider looking in. Because he claims that Ray Fisher is a, is a bad actor in both senses of the word. Now, his acting ability notwithstanding, I mean, he's a good actor. He's fine at what he does. He, he did perfectly, you know, acceptable work in Justice League. He's on a show on, um, on ABC now where he plays, I think, like, Emmett Till's, like, stepfather. Um, I only saw the first episode, and, and in pa- like, half of the first episode when I came in, the documentary after was a lot more interesting to me than the dramatization. Um, so, yeah, like, the, the, the documentary's great, um, but I, the dramatization didn't quite capture. Especially knowing that there was going to be a documentary the hour after, it was kind of like, I can't really get into this. Like, I'd rather watch the events... And interview people who are actually there, then watch a recreation of the events. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, he, he's there, so he's getting work, and he's he, he's doing that. And it's like if he was a bad actor, he would not have that role on TV right now. Um, and and I think that in a world where you know that's the case, you know, the allegation that he's a bad actor is kind of dumb. Um, to call him a bad actor in the other sense, where it's like. He's a malevolent force was the other thing he used. It's, it's kind of a weird choice to do on Martin Luther King Day. Um, to sit here and try to discredit the guy who's accusing you of being racist. It doesn't help your case to do that. Um, it's not... I don't know what he, what benefit he thought he was going to get from this, but it, whatever it was, it, 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 didn't, it didn't work. Um, now... If he was a little more eloquent about it, and it was like, hey, look, so here's the thing. He says I did X, Y, and Z. I don't think that's the case. We agree to disagree on that. It still wouldn't have helped, but it would have come off a lot better and a lot less petty. Um, And then him being like, oh, well, the internet made me, and now the internet's taking me down, and that symmetry is now lost on me. It's like, look, buddy. Like, I see that, and I'm like... This is, it's a thinly veiled attempt to be like, cancel culture's coming for me. But like, I think what we don't understand about the term cancel culture is that it's not canceled. Cancel culture makes it sound like it's a, it is it is a group of people who are trying to take someone down for no reason. What it is, is it's accountability, is what it is. Is it's, he is being taken to task for his, his bad behavior, and then, you know, all of that. And his response for why he cut the the cyborg stuff, um, and again, I, I said this the other day, there is an explanation for why the cyborg stuff could have been cut. There is a an explanation, and the explanation that I think would have made the most sense, um, logistically, from a standpoint of an executive for the studio, is this is a Justice League movie. We need to get this down to two hours. This is interesting, and there's a way to make this movie work without this cyborg stuff in it. Um, but, you know, this is a hour, hour and a half long tangent. If we need to cut two hours from this, 
that's a good place to start. And it's like, look, it, it's it's important information and, and all of that. Like, this character needs this development. But to say that it's the fault of Justice League for not keeping it in is misguided. I think the blame should be placed on Warner Brothers for not putting the Justice League movie... Before, not putting Cyborg before Justice League. Um, because there's a lot of key information for Justice League that could have been exposited in a movie before. In the same way that, like... Captain America is an integral piece of the Avengers because it introduced the Tesseract and what the Tesseract does and how it works and all of that. And it's like, that's kind of the problem here is that they were looking at it too... too like, they wanted to copy the Marvel method of doing, you know, of doing movies without looking at, from a narrative standpoint, how are they doing this? They're treating it like television writing. Um... Where it's like, look, we can take these other things and we can we can build towards a finale in in, in a Justice League movie, um, and that would flow better. And I think that that's kind of a good, you know, that would have been a better idea, I think, that than doing what they ended up doing. Um, and, and I think that that's part of the problem. Um, so if, if he wanted to say, like, look, it's like we needed to cut, like. You saw Justice League. It was, like... Because that's the thing, I think, that, you know... Joss might have been living under a rock since the allegations hit. Maybe he doesn't know the Snyder Cut is out. And we can put the two side by side. And we can be like, oh, so here's what would have happened had Snyder gotten his way from the beginning. And then we see what Whedon got when he got his way. So we can point to and say, oh, well, here's Exhibit A, here's Exhibit B... And here is, you know, here are two movies that are factually in evidence. And we can point to them and be like, oh, okay, so here is, you know, here's what happened. Ultimately, the problem is, it's like, we're not looking at this, like, it's as if he he thinks we didn't see that movie. Like, it's kind of like he's gaslighting us, where it's like, no, 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 the cyborg subplot was confusing. And it's like, well, no. Because we've seen what that was going to be. Like, we have now looked at the Snyder Cut, and we saw what Snyder wanted to do. So we can look at it and say, like, hey, we, like, we, we've now seen what that plan was, and, and what that looks like fully realized. Um, you can't explain to us that, oh, it was confusing, because we know what it would have looked like had, had it happened the way it was intended. Um, it, it, it's kind of silly to me that you're going to sit here and attempt to explain to us, oh no, I, I cut it, I, I cut down his role because it would have confused audiences. Well, it works. We know now that it works. We, 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 we can't say that, if you wanted to say that, like, look, the ex- because that's the problem, is that, like, you know, I don't know if the Warner Brothers brass would have come out and said, like, no, you're wrong, um, if he came out and said, like, look, the Warner Bros. executives didn't want the subplot in. Like, at this point, you're bullshitting anyway. So you might as well bullshit and blame someone else and not blame the audience and pretend we didn't see what actually happened. Like, it's like pointing up at the sky and being like, it's not raining when I'm standing in the middle of a downpour. It's like, well, no, I I can see this. I, I have physical evidence here. And you're saying, well, it's not real. Like, no, it's, it, it is very much, you know, it, we, we can see and we can make our own informed decision based on that. And it's like, there are other explanations you could have given 
that were outside of verifiable means. Like, you know, if they just said, like, there, like, there are so many ways to have lied and, and, like, been like, ah, come on, guys, like, look, these things happened, they were not my fault, and it's like, look, like, you're already trying to point the blame everywhere else anyway, you just didn't do it right. Like, it, it, it's so silly to me that it's like, he picked the, the avenues that were so easy to disprove based on public information and a fucking four-hour movie that you can go on HBO Max and watch at your leisure if you have four hours to kill. Like, in, in two different versions. You can watch it in a version where it's in black and white or you can watch it in a version that's in color. And it's like, well... Like, it's it's there. Like, it, I, I just don't understand it. Like, I, I, I see this and I'm like... What the fuck was going through his head? And the reason why I didn't report on this yesterday was because Ray Fisher tweeted about it. He said, I'm going to celebrate Martin Luther King Day, and I'm not going to respond to this today. Tomorrow we get back to work. I interpreted that as he was going to make a full statement today about Josh Whedon's comments, but he didn't. So, um, But look, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still hesitant to believe that because there was no... The, the entirety of the racism allegations is they cut the cyborg subplot and, or they cut out all of Cyborg's screen time, they cut out, you know, all of that, um, and, and then they gave, you know, and, and the, the Cyborg dick jokes, um, and the, the Quasimodo comment, but the Quasimodo comment, um, I don't see as racist, I explained my rationale for that in the last episode, but for those of you who may have not heard the last episode, I, I see the Quasimodo comment as just, you know, not intentional, like, if it, it, it is not great, but to be like, look, I want you to play this character as, you know, a deformed person who, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever you're gonna do, and when he makes his appearance, I want you to do it like, you know, like Quasimodo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, where it's like, he sees himself as, an, he's an outcast, he's been treated as an outcast his entire life, and he, he is hiding in, you know, in the shadows, and, and in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, that's how we see... When Quasimodo introduces himself to Esmeralda, that's what he's doing. He's hiding in the shadows, and he's keeping himself obscured from view. So that way his, quote-unquote, deformities aren't seen. Um, and, like, if that's explained to me in that way, I am understanding. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I, like... There is a visual reference point for the performance you want me to give. That's not racist... That is, you know, a visual reference point for a performance. That's a common thing when when a director is like, hey, here's an easy way to do this. Instead of being like, well, we can do this and we can do 12 takes where we're like, here's what I want you to do. No, a little bit more like this. Like, now do I think that like, and, and, and again, I went over to the joke part. And I went up like, you know, and I think that, you know, the conversation of cutting out the subplot comes down to more of like, is that. Like, in the same way that, like, you know, the Oscar So White controversy, my take on it back in 2015 was not, you know, the Academy Awards are racist for not nominating Straight Outta Compton. It was, well, the entire industry has a problem where we can look to, oh, well, what out of the hundreds and hundreds of movies that came out this year, there's only one movie with a, with a majority black cast that could even be considered for these nominations like it's not specifically the academy that's the problem it is by and large the entire industry that's the problem in the same way when we look at like you know this movie coming out and not you know having the you know like having the cyborg stuff all cut it's not specifically that that's the problem it is the fact that 
they they filmed this movie and it didn't you know and, and this plot was put in and it was so easy to excise that you know it, it was excised almost completely without losing reasonably anything to tell the full story because the story is at its core Steppenwolf is coming to Earth to get the anti-life equation you know and he needs the mother box there's a mother box in Cyborg that's what the information needs to be relayed all of this extra information is extra information and backstory it should have been exposited in its own movie before this point so really the culprit here is not Joss Whedon or Jeff Johns for excising it it's Warner Brothers for not putting that movie out and not saying, let's do Cyborg first. And then that would have, like, there are so many things that happened with the Snyder Cut that are, you know, had they taken a minute to be like, let's weigh all of our options here. Um, there were so many other options that were available to solve the problems before they got to, you know, the state where they were at, where they ended up with the cinematic failure of of the theatrical version and the, you know, and, and then having to put out the, just the Snyder Cut after, there there were other options on the table. They just opted not to take them. Like, it's almost as if they were like, you know, well, what if we do this? No. What if we do this? No. What if we do this? No. Well, let's just fire Zach, use the, the, the death of his daughter as the pretext for him leaving the project, and then, um, and then hire Joss Whedon to do the movie, you know, that's already halfway done. And, and it's like, you know, that there was like there were other options on the table. It was you know had Cyborg come out first, it would have given a palate cleanser for the audiences. It would have given an opportunity to introduce the character and give the character a time to shine. It would have like and it would have warmed people to Justice League by the time it came out. In the same way that like you know people were hyped for Justice League because of Wonder Woman. Like I think if Suicide Squad was cut and they put Cyborg there that would have been a better use. Or if they put Wonder Woman in, in that slot and then gave Cyborg Wonder Woman's slot, that would have been a better use. Um, and then that would have solved the problem. Um, if they... And then and then Justice League wouldn't need to be that long. If they just cut Justice League into two movies and released it as part one, part two, that would have solved the problem too. Because there's a clear line of demarcation where you could do part one, part two in the Snyder Cut. And both sides of it is a full theatrical length movie. And it, it, that, that's an option, too. That was on the table. They didn't take. It's just Warner Brothers, at every opportunity for this, took the worst possible option. And then was like, well, it's everyone's fault but us that this is not, that this didn't work out. Like, well, no, it, it's kind of like, yes, there is blame to go around, but I think the majority of the blame goes to the studio for handling it. Because they created the situation where all of this could have happened. Where now, we are now, like, in 2017, like, Thor Ragnarok came out. Like, fucking Wonder Woman came out in the same year. And the movie we are still talking about to this day. Because of the amount of issues that plagued production of this movie is, um, is Justice League. And it's like, that shouldn't be the case. Why is this such a problem like like make the report you had public like outline what happened in production across the entire way and then put the story out like here like 
each party involved should just put out a statement of here's what happened. Here's a timeline of events of what happened. Where did I get involved in this? Where did this happen? What happened? And then release it. Snyder doesn't give two fucks anymore. He's over at Netflix doing whatever the fuck he wants. He gives no shit about what goes on. Ray Fisher's doing his own thing now. And it's like he seems to still have a bone to pick. Like, this is something where it's like it is entirely fueled by people want to know what happened. They want to be vindicated in the fact that, you know, what happened was not entirely the fault of the people who were, you know... Like, I don't know who they're trying to vindicate here. Because it's like, Zach's been vindicated. Like... We know it's not Zach's fault at this point. We've seen the Snyder Cut. We've seen the, the the version that would have come out had Zach's vision been realized. And we're like, okay, that would have been better than what we saw in theaters. Yeah, there are still some problems with the movie, but it would have been better than what we got. Um, so, in that way, Zach's been vindicated. We, we know that, you know, the, the uh, what's it called? The, like, we, there, I don't understand what, like, you know, does... I mean, I think that part of it is Ray Fisher still wants to get his... You know, because those, those checks from Warner Brothers, they cash nicely. And that money spends just as well as any other, any other money. And they give you a fuck ton of money. Because, like, you know, I can guarantee he's looking at the success of Black Panther. He's looking at the payday that fucking Chadwick Boseman got. And he's like, hey, I would have liked to have that. And he feels like he burned his bridges. But he wants to get back in. So he's trying to turn the public to his side. And it's not going to work at this point. Like, I think ultimately the pro- what needs to happen is he needs to come forward with concrete evidence and be like, you know, not stuff that's like on the cusp of racist or not racist or like anything like that. It needs to be like, this is something concrete that was done, that was done by these people that are still there. that And I do not want to work with them until that. Because here's the problem, is that DC is going on just fine without him. And it's like, he can sit there and be like, I'm not going to work with them anymore. And it's like, all right, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Because like, all right, we won't, we'll, you think we won't use Cyborg? We'll recast if we want to use Cyborg again. All right, you won't come back? We got Michael Keaton. He's coming in to do more Batman. Uh, we got Ezra Miller coming back. We still got Gal Gadot for another movie. We got, you know, like, uh, what's it called? We got, um, like, we still have Shazam. We have Black Adam happening. We have Batgirl. We have Blue Beetle. We have, you know, uh, we're doing another Black Canary show. Like, they're like, all right, you don't want to be here? Fine. Like, that's ultimately the problem is that Warner Brothers seems completely content for him to go. And it's like, you know, and he's still like, you know, trying to, to drum it up so he can come back. But they're just like, fuck you. Like, you know, what they should do is like, you know, and, and the thing that is making this perpetrate is the fact that they're not like, well, here's the report. Just release the report. Like, and, and, and the thing is, too, it's like, it, if he believes that the report is so damning that it'll cause a regime change, that'll cause him to come back, then him putting the report out himself, if he's seen it, wouldn't prevent that in the future. So, like, if he's seen the report, why doesn't he put it out? That's the problem here, is that it's, it's, it, it is the thing where he's making allegations, but not substantiating them in any way. And any opportunity he has to substantiate them, he's not. Um, but at the same time, that's not saying Joss Whedon is 
completely clear of anything because, you know, there have been so many statements by so many people in so many places. And then his own statements don't, like, don't don't provide an explanation. They kind of corroborate, and that's not what you want to do if you want to give a statement in your own defense. So, yeah, so we'll wrap up there for today because I got home and I'm, I'm tired. And, and it's like, you know, I, I feel like this whole situation kind of devolved into like a, you know, uh, I, like the Snyder Cut should have been the end of the conversation. Um, but at the same time, it's like it's it's not because the 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 Snyder Cut has become kind of a lightning rod for a certain political affiliation of the fan base and and the fact of the matter is it's like you know the to to say recanonize the Snyderverse it's like well the Snyderverse is canon because like you know JK Simmons is going to be Commissioner Gordon in the uh he is Commissioner Gordon in the uh in the Batgirl movie and it's like you know to say that it's not canon is incorrect it is they want them to stop making the other mm-hmm. movies and then have Zack do his because it's been latched onto by a certain subset of the population. And then it, it is, it, it's just kind of silly to me. And, you know, if you're for auteur theory and, and you are one of the people who believe in that bullshit, that it is the director's singular vision that goes into the creation of a movie, which, I mean, Zack himself has said is not the case on, on, on Justice League. It was, you know, he he worked not only by himself, but also with, um, like, you know, he worked with Ray to break the story and come up with the story for Cyborg. So it, it's not even accurate to say it's auteur theory that mm-hmm. uh, the way Zack operates is uh, his set. Um, but, you know, if, if that's what you believe in, you want to see him do what he wants, like, him going to Netflix is the best thing for him. And that should make you happy, but it's not it. It's, it's you know. So we'll wrap up there for today. Um, I think that, you know, hopefully there's not another news story this week that devotes a half hour worth of time talking about. Because I'm, I'm really tired of spending an entire episode talking about, like, in the last week I've done an hour in total between, you know, Zack Snyder's, you know, like, the, the boycott WB movement and then this. It's been a full hour of talking about the Snyder Cut. And, you know, we got the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut was better than, you know, it was better than, than the theatrical. Like, you know, they're probably not going to force everyone to come back to make the next movie. If they do make part two, it's going to be an animated movie. And I'd be fine with it. Like, you know how happy I would be if every canceled movie that, you know, I ever wanted to see got made as as an animated version? Like... If they decided to do uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3, but, like, as an animated movie, I'd be so fine with that. Like, or, like, the Sinister Six movie. Or, like, Neil Gaiman and and Guillermo del Toro's Doctor Strange. Or, like, you know, if they went in and did these movies as, um, as animated features, I'd watch the fuck out of them. And it's like, I don't need to sit here and have it, you know, in live action for $200 million, like... It's it's an expensive endeavor for what payback like, because the thing is it's like oh well you know we're not gonna continue telling these stories so what does it matter? So so yeah so we'll wrap up there for today we'll be back with more news later this week so until then have a great rest of your week. <laughs>